You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. predictions for the year ahead. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food, and I'm going to share with you in this episode my predictions for the next year in course creation. So at time of recording, it is currently December 2021, and these are my predictions for 2022. Of course, this content won't age well, so you'll soon see whether I was right or not. So I want to talk about a couple of things this episode. I did one of these this time last year as well. And I kind of talk about what I've seen working in the industry and then what I think will happen next year. And part of this is because it's fun to guess and predict what's coming up. And part of it is because if nothing else, it's because these are things I think should happen or I would like to happen. And what I want you to take from that is as a course creator, I'm saying these things would be good. So you probably could go and do some of these things. The other thing I'm going to talk about a little bit at the end of this episode is what's coming up next year for this podcast as well. So listen in to the end of this episode if you're looking at finding out what's coming for 2022. So what are my course predictions? I've got three things I want to share with you that I've seen starting to happen or that I think will happen uh, in the coming future. Number one, more course platforms. There has been a big rise in the number of course platforms available in 2021. And I think you're going to see that tenfold in 2022. Online courses aren't going anywhere. And with more and more people getting into the market, you will see more and more platforms. There are still the big common names that are doing deliveries. It's the Kajabis, the Thinkific, the Teachables, the Member Vaults. But you will see more and more coming up and getting really big as well. And we've already seen some new ones hitting the ground this year. And you'll see that again. But what that does mean is that you will get more options. So going forward, you're going to have more options for where you put your course. Now that might mean a broader range of pricing options. That might mean a broader range of integration options. So platforms who are willing to integrate with things that other people previously didn't. For example, towards the end of this year, MemberVault's been working really hard on integration with Circle, which is like a community hosting platform so that you can host your communities off of Facebook groups and host them with something that integrates directly and embeds inside your course platform. So a member vault circle integration allows you to do those things without having to put people on Facebook. And you're going to see where course platforms are smart about the way they're doing things. You will see more things like that. You will see them integrating well with other solutions that will help you pull people away from social media, but you'll also see them integrating with other things that you might not have thought of as well. The other thing I think you'll see then with the rise in more platforms is the increase in gamification tools and other things that allow you to see how people are tracking and to encourage them to do more things. So some of the platforms now are changing up the ways that you can drip out content. Some of them are changing up the ways that you can reward students for doing things, actions with things like celebrations, things that pop up on the screen when they've completed tasks those sorts of bits and pieces, issuing certificates. And all of these are components that work towards that sort of gamification of rewarding people for taking action and being able to track who people are and, and what they're doing. I think if that course platforms are being smart, you will see more of that in the year to come. And especially with the newer platforms coming in as well, you're going to see people trying new things in terms of integrations and gamifications. And as a user, that's going to give you lots more options, which is really kind of cool. The second thing that I think you're going to see more of in 2022 is binge and buy marketplaces. And 
What I mean by this is if you've ever worked with MemberVault, they already do this and I think it's really smart. Or if you've ever built a course in Access Alley, which is a WordPress plugin, you'll see they already do this as well. So Binge and Buy Marketplace steps away from the sort of old fashioned now sales funnel. So in a traditional sales funnel, you say you download the freebie and then you get a series of emails and then you're offered to buy the $27 and then you get some emails and then the $1,000 program, right? And so it's It's this process of taking someone from step A to step B to step C, but you don't necessarily just plonk all of the offers in front of them at the beginning and let them take their pick. With binge and buy, it's the opposite. In a binge and buy setting, you can see all of the options available on the table to begin with. You don't have to get pushed through a funnel. Now, that doesn't mean there isn't an email funnel, but in a binge and buy marketplace, you can see everything up front. And what that means is that you can see the offers that are available for you and you can buy the ones that suit you. That does mean you're going to get people who buy the higher end offers straight away. They don't want to come through a funnel. They don't need the lower end stuff. They don't want the micro offers. They just want to buy your big thing. You'll also get people who then sort of funnel themselves. They'll buy your first one or your second one, but because they can see the whole marketplace, if they liked that, they'll buy your bigger one the next day or two days later. They don't have to wait to go through a funnel. They don't have to be processed through a series of steps. They can make those decisions for themselves. So like I mentioned, MemberVault already does this really, really well. And if you're a WordPress access alley already does this really, really well. Um, They allow you to show your audience what's available on sort of this um, dashboard with all the different options. And they allow them to go in and purchase different bits and pieces whenever they are ready. You could still hide things from that dashboard if you had offers that were only available for VIPs, or if you had something that you didn't want to put in the market yet, but by giving people choices, you allow them to make the decisions that are right for them. I think as part of that as well, then you'll also see a step away from the sort of more structured marketing methods, such as false scarcity and countdown timers and those sorts of things. Look, they've worked, they have worked, but I think that the audience is becoming smarter and savvier and so they should, right? They're grown adults who make logical decisions in the rest of their life, right? They make a decision about what to have for dinner. They make a decision about who's going to host their insurance or their electricity. They can make a decision about which course they want to buy. And by acknowledging that you have fully grown adults as part of your audience, assuming that you do and you're not selling to kids, offering a binge and buy marketplace allows them to make a decision that's right for them without pushing in these sort of false scarcity marketing tactics to force someone to make a decision that you want them to make. So binge and buy is already available in some places, but I think if people are being clever, will be available in more places throughout the year. The third thing I think you'll see more of coming across the year is additional support options. Now, I think I spoke about this last year as well, and I'm going to keep pushing this because I think it's a good idea, but um, I have seen more and more people doing it as well. So it's not just me, I promise. More support options means that you are offering a wider variety of ways for people to get support through the program. Now, that doesn't mean you're offering everything at the same time because too much support can become overwhelming. But what you might do, for example, is offer a Facebook group and group calls and some one-on-one. But what you might do is vary the levels of support available. Now, you will have heard in a previous episode, I discussed the fact that if students need support, I don't believe you should offer a DIY version that has no support because if you know they need support, why would you offer a version that doesn't have it? But what you might do is offer two versions, one that comes with basic support, such as a Facebook group and group calls, and then a VIP version that comes with one-on-one support in addition to the other support. So you might offer levels of your program where they get 
more support, probably access to you, but they could be done for you services as well. You might offer, say, a basic level of the course where they get the group calls and the DIY version where they come to the calls and they learn how to do it, but then they go away and do it themselves. And then a VIP level where they get done for you hours with your VA or with some sort of support team so that they then work with the team and the team implements it for them so the service is finished and they get the outcomes that they want. When I talk about support options, it's not about overwhelming the audience, but it's really about working out what they need to help them get the results they want. When you see people coming through your course or when you're planning your course, what do they need to help them, right? Everyone has a Facebook group just because everyone has a Facebook group, but is that what they need to help them through? So in my case with the how to create your own course course, yes, it's a helpful place for them to ask questions and share links to their programs. And it's a helpful place for me to be able to reach out to them most often. So it is helpful, right? There's a purpose why we have it, but maybe with your audience, there's not a purpose for it, but maybe there would be a purpose for one-on-one sessions. You will hear me rant about support many, many more times, I'm sure, but predictions for next year is that I would like to see and what I hope to see is a variety of support options available and really courses placing more emphasis on support and making sure that students are getting the support they need as part of their programs. Coming up next season, which so this is the end of season three of Course Creation Bites and coming up next year. So season four will start January 2022 um, and you'll see more of the same. <laughs> There'll be more of these micro bite learning sessions where I take you through a variety of things and then give you an action step at the end. But I will also be bringing back more course reviews. At the beginning of season three, I did a variety of course reviews where I shared with you when I'd been and looked at someone's program and what my takeaways were and then what you could learn from those takeaways. And they were really quite popular and I had some good feedback around those. So they take a bit more work, but you will see some more course reviews coming up next year. The other thing I would really like to start doing, and it hasn't worked so far with the sort of size of the podcast episodes that we do here, but I would like to bring in some interview style pieces. So we've done guest episodes where the guest takes over the podcast episode, and I would like to bring back some of those, but that's a lot of effort for the guest. So what I'd love to bring you is some micro interviews. I can't imagine they're going to fit within the 10 minute time frame anymore, but these micro interviews might fit within say a 20 minute time frame instead, but we'll test some of those next year. On that note, if you've got someone who you'd love to hear interviewed about their course or their program or some insights that you'd love to hear, please reach out to me via Facebook or somewhere else on the interwebs. I'm Sam Winch. There's not a lot of Sam Winches around and give me some feedback because I'd love to know what you want to hear for the year ahead. So your action step, because I cannot let you go without giving you an action step, it just, it breaks the mold and I can't do it. I would love you to think about what you would like to see from the course market next year. So one is a student, like imagine you were taking someone else's course. What would you like it to have in it? What would you like to have available? And then consider then what does your audience want to see from your course next year? Have a think about what they might like to see from you and what's going to improve their um, outcomes as part of your program and what you can implement off that. Why not take a little bit of time to imagine what might come next? You never know where it might lead you. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street. But please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes. And better still, leave a review podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. 
Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search Content Into Courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.